0: And the good thing is there's plenty of time to carry on your conversations after the service over some tea and coffee. Good. Well, hello again. Uh, if you've just come in, my name's Nev. I'm one of the pastors of the church. Uh, and it's nice to see you all. Are you doing all right this morning? Yeah? feel like people are like... I don't know. Full of energy this morning. Must be that breakfast that you had yesterday. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's great to be together. We're going to uh, continue our series. Uh, if you've not been with us, we've been doing a series on prayer called "Praying Together." Um, so over across nine weeks, we're looking at this using a book. Uh, this book called "The Prayers of Many" by a guy called Mike Betts. Um, this guy who wrote this book actually was, uh, years ago I did a year team for the church and I went and did training and he was my project leader. So he's a great guy, so I actually know him personally and he's very humble uh, but very godly guy. It's a, a good book if you've not had a chance to look at it, but we're going through it and basing our series on the chapters of this book. Um, and today we're going to be thinking about, so in recent weeks we've looked at the idea of prayer being a bit like a fire, prayer being a bit like being in a battle, prayer. Being in an orchestra, I think it was last week. And today we're thinking about the idea of prayer and family. Everyone say family. Yeah. If I thought I should have got on the "We Are Family" song to play, that would have got everyone going. But I didn't think of that. Um, but we are family, as we're going to look at this morning. And um, and this, as we look at our text this morning, we're going to just be thinking about this idea that. Uh, a praying family is a healthy family. That's really the main idea we're trying to look at this morning. Uh, there's so much we could talk about when it comes to praying together, but we're just going to hone in on just some specifics this morning. So that's the idea. And um, when I was uh, young, younger, um, a boy, I used to play in a football team on a Saturday morning. Nothing too serious, but it was a, a little league, it was called, and it was, it was fun. My dad used to take me. I um, had my little blue kit i think we we were kind of supposed to be that we were called the lions which was like the the junior millwall team which uh we weren't actually that good in the league but um we we were okay we were good we d- we knew what we were doing just about but um but the the joy of being in a team like that is um playing together so you know you could be in a, a team whether it's a football team a hockey team or whatever and you could just spend all your time with your team just saying, okay, what are we going to do? Well, what we need to do is we need to um, get some good passing going. We need to get people in the right positions. We need to get some goals. Um, and we need to, you know, work hard in the first half to do this and the second half to do that. And so you, you spend a lot of time talking as a team, if you're, you know, if you're a good team, about what you want to achieve and what you're going to aim to do. But um, at some point, you've actually got to then play you know, it's no good just talking about what you're going to do as a team and then it would be ridiculous if you did that and then actually didn't ever play together. You've then got to get into the training pitch, start kicking the ball around uh, and working out how you play together and then actually playing some matches. Um, likewise, in a, we looked at the idea of an orchestra last week. You know, you could be a, in an orchestra and you each have your own instrument and your new music and you could talk about, I'm going to come in here, I'm going to play this and da-da-da-da. But at some point, you've got to actually play You've got to play and practice the band. we playing this morning. And um, as, a, as a family, as a church family, we uh, talk a lot about different aspects of the Bible and about what's going on in our lives. But at some point, we've got to pray together. Do you like what I did there? Pray, play, pray. Um, so pray. We actually need to pray. Uh, Pray. It's and not need to. It's good to. It's a good thing to do, and it's good for our health as a family. So praying family is a healthy family, and if we neglect this, then our health as a family, as a a body of believers, um, is likely to decrease. And so I wonder, as we look at this this morning, even just at the outset, for us to think and ask ourselves as community church Putney, those who are part of the church here. how healthy are we, do we think, you know, if we did a health test? As a, as a family, how do we do uh, praying together? Um, you know, we, we not need not only to talk about our needs and what's going on, but we need to come together and actually pray, bringing them before our Father in heaven. I was just thinking about this picture of um, uh, this idea of like a family. Uh, imagine a family gathering around to eat dinner together. Um, I know each family has their differences and different, um, you have your different experiences family, but just imagine for a moment a family gathered at a dinner table with their parents having a nice meal, maybe a Sunday roast. Is anyone having a Sunday roast today? Yes? Oh, good. Definitely got to have a Sunday roast, yeah. Um, But isn't it wonderful when when you have a situation where you're with friends or family that you you love and you enjoy being with, and you sit around a table to eat? It's it's a wonderful thing. And um, I was just imagining, say, for example, my family, like if when we were younger or, you know, maybe teenagers, 20s, when we were just still at home slash left the home, but you're sitting there and you're thinking, okay, we, we don't do everything together anymore. But it would be nice to do a, a holiday, wouldn't it? Maybe a family holiday. You talk about different ideas. We could do this. We could go there. Wouldn't it be great to do this? And you spend a lot of time chatting. And then at some point, um, perhaps the dad uh, in the family says, okay, I've listened to all that you've been talking about. So what do you want to do about it? Oh, I don't know. Like, um, Well, we want to go. Yeah, okay. So we need to make a plan, don't we? So why don't we uh, look at this place that you've talked about? Why don't we make the booking? Why don't you make the booking? Let's get it done. And I guess just thinking about that picture in the sense of us coming before God—you know—we uh, there should be a sense of when we gather as the as believers. Um, It's a it's a family, and it should be a sense of prayer as a conversation as well. And as we gather before our Father, we're kind of coming together, and we're sharing our highs and our lows, our joys in life and our struggles, and we're sharing things that oh, we want to do this, and we want to do that. But we also need to recognise who we are coming before. We have the Father with us in our presence, and so we're then saying, we want to do all these things. We've got all these things that we're bringing, and now we do bring them to you, Father. Now. Will you speak to us? Will you guide us with your wisdom and would you help us um, to know what it is that you actually want us to do? Is this the right thing or is that the right thing? And so it's so important as we pray together, we get that picture and we understand that we are a family coming before a good father who is all-knowing and is all-wise and he's the one that can and will guide us. So um, we're going to look in a moment at scripture, that the book, if you've read it, it goes through various bits and bobs of Scripture, but I just thought it would be good to base ourselves in a, in a part of Scripture today. So as I was preparing, I just felt God draw me to um, a few verses in Acts chapter 4. So if you wanted to follow along, it will come up on the screen as well. But we're going to look at Acts chapter 4, and we're just going to be looking at four verses today. Um, But just before we read, just before we go through it, we're talking about prayer, and I've just been talking about talking about prayer, but we actually have to pray. So I'm going to pray now, and we can all pray now. So I'm not, not just me, as I pray, why don't you all pray, and you all ask God um, to speak to you this morning as we hear from his word. So Father God, we are, we recognize we're gathered here today as your people, as your sons and daughters, those of us that have. Put our faith and trust in you, you have called us and adopted us, and we thank you for that, Lord. And we do believe in the power of your word, Lord. I just ask this morning that you would speak to each one of us this morning. I pray that you'd use what, what I've uh, prepared to speak to people, but we, we want your word to speak directly to our hearts this morning to, to shape us, to encourage us, to strengthen us today pray you would just um, uh, draw us together in unity more. We think about these things and aim to put them into practice. But Lord God, we we recognize we need you with us, helping us now, Holy Spirit. So would you do that, I pray. Amen. So let's look at um, the four verses in Acts 4 that I wanted to look at, which is, um, so Acts 4, and we're looking at verse, firstly verse 23 and 24a, called it. So if you don't know what a, it basically means the first half of 24. Um, so just the context, we've got the early church uh, in Acts, they've just started um, preaching boldly and doing wonderful things and proclaiming the name of Jesus. And then Peter and John, uh, the disciples uh, and the apostles, they've... Um, They've been doing this, and then they've been arrested, and they've been um, held by their religious leaders, and so we, that's where we're coming here. Um, then they get released, and so it says, on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. And then we're going to jump down to verses 31 and 32a. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God boldly. All the believers were one in heart and mind. So, what have we just read here? So we've just read that Peter and John were released uh, from, from being held. And, um, and the first thing they did was to head straight back to their church family. They were like, I've got to rush back to them. And they told them about everything that had just happened. Like, let me let's tell you all this that has just happened to us now. And they said how the religious leaders had kind of threatened them and said, You should not, you must not speak anymore in this name, in the name of Jesus. But then kind of, I guess, in the sense of like, well, this is, there's a lot going on. We've been threatened. But there's a sense of joy as well in this because they're saying, look, we're not going to stop speaking about Jesus is what they said to them. We can't help stop speaking about him. And eventually they were released but warned not to carry on doing it. And um, when they gathered with the believers, they shared all this. And there's just like, as you read it, you, you get this real sense of um, uh, a kind of faith and excitement amongst the believers, and they then brought everything they talked about in prayer to God, and then it says there's this amazing moment where the Holy Spirit came, and the the place they were meeting actually shook, it was shaken, and they were all filled with power, the power of the Holy Spirit, and boldness to continue going out proclaiming the name of Jesus, and it says they were all one in heart and mind, and um, again, I get a sense here as I read this, that this this church family, this, this body of believers, were, were in a very healthy place of unity and faith. You don't get any uh, impression here that there was any division amongst them. They were like, yeah, we're all one together, let's pray together, let's listen, let's be for one another. They were devoted to Jesus and to one another as they united in prayer. Because a praying family, as I said, is a, a healthy family. And the believers in Acts were a family just as... We, Community Church Putney, are a family. And just to remind us of who we are as a family and our identity, if you are a believer in Christ, in John 1, 12 to 13, it says this, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. That's who you are. That's who I am if you, are, if you put your faith in Jesus this morning. You are born of God. You are his children. We here are not a business or an organization. We are uh, sons and daughters of God, brothers and sisters in Christ. And so with that in mind, I want to just draw out from those verses in Acts a few things about what we can learn about how prayer impacts us as the health of a family. So, firstly, just to notice in those first verses in twenty-three, verse twenty-three, it says um, uh, it, we get this idea that together the family shares; they share with one another. So, I wonder if you've ever had that experience where something's happened to you in your day or your week, and you just had to share it with your family. You couldn't wait to share it. You're like, I've got to share this news. Like, uh, it could be good, it could be bad. Like, I remember the time, and I, I remember sharing it here, actually, the day after it happened with you guys. Um, but there was a time when I worked for this workshop company. I used to drive a van, and, um, and basically, I got handcuffed by the police um, because they thought I'd stolen my work van. <laughs> So I was just driving back from a job and then I got barged off the road by the police and they whacked these handcuffs on me. I was like, what on earth is going on? <laughs> and anyway, I, said, I could go into more detail, but the long short of it was they got some information wrong, I don't know, uh, who knows, <laughs> the wrong number plate or something. So I, 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 was, I was innocent. Um, but it was such an experience, but I couldn't wait to go and share that uh, news with my friends and family. I just thought, I've got to share this, this is what a story. Um, I found it quite fun, actually, but um, not everyone would have. Um, so we want to share, you know, we, w- when we're in a healthy family, oh, I want to share stuff with you, the, these highs. Th- there's also other moments we might want to share. Like, I can, remember, I can still remember the moment when I, was, I used to work um, in the Science Museum years ago, and I remember being there when I, I received the news of my dad's uh, cancer. Uh, he, he got cancer, and I remember hearing that on the phone. And the first thing I wanted to do is just jump on my bike and cycle home and be with my family. And so that's what I did. I, I, I wanted to be with them, to share in that and process that news together. And I think, you know, a, a family, a, a healthy family will want to share the highs and the lows of life together. And here in verse 23, we see that on their release, Peter and John, they, it says they went back to their own people after all this stuff had happened and they reported to them all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. So all right, this is a great example of the, the church family coming together to share their stories and experiences with one another and their concerns and needs. And I wonder, do you, is that your experience? Um, I mean, you can think of your own family, you know, your own biological family, but also thinking of us as a church family. Is that your experience? Do you do you share with this family here? Do you feel like comfortable is this a place uh, are we a people that you can go I want to these are the people I want to share my life with a good place to do that is in our community groups are you in a community group if not it's a great place and it's an important place to be because it's a place where as much as we can share stuff in this big setting there's a lot of us here and that's why we gather in these smaller groups to say okay you guys I'm gonna share I'm gonna choose to be vulnerable with you and i'm going to share my highs and my lows of life with you and so it's worth us pondering that you know is that your experience do you do that if so great if not what what might be stopping you from feeling like you can do that and we need to remember that if if we're going to share so together a family shares if we're going to share, we, we need to be in a context where we can share. We can't share if we're not with others. We can't just share with, on our own. We have to have people we can share with. So together, the family shares. And then secondly, together, the family prays. So the author that I just mentioned of this book, Mike Betts, he, he shares a story in here, which I really like. So he, he talks about how he, in his church, he arranges walks. He likes walking, and he will arrange to meet with a brother or sister in Christ in the church and go for a walk with them. And he says where he lives, he he walks along the river. We've got a river, so we could do something similar. And he he says he walks along, and he has a certain point in mind where he gets to, and then he stops, then comes back. And he says he'll walk along with someone from his church family, and he says on their walk to the, the point they're going to, it takes about an hour. He says during that hour, what he likes to do is just talk with them but not just chat, like they're sharing stuff, but they're also establishing uh, what they want to pray about. So they're going, da-da-da, this is going on in my life, this is what I'm excited about, this is what's hard. And they have a good conversation. But then as they come back, he then says, then we turn, turn that to prayer. So then they spend another, the next hour, as they walk back, then praying, lifting all that they've just talked about to God. And I just love this. I think it shows such a, a depth. And health to family relationship, you know, they they obviously enjoy being together and talking if you're talking for an hour. Um, And, but the the health in that, they also then actually pray and spend a good amount of time praying together. And I think once we get in the habit of getting to know one another and sharing, it can become easy and even enjoyable thing for us to do. It's like, I want to see, like, you know, we run youth work here, I was here on Friday night, um music pumping, lights going, you know, very cool with our youth here. And you guys, you like coming, right? Yeah, right answer. But they do. They, I mean, you get a sense they love it. I think if we just came and, like, just turned the lights on and then left, they would just be fine, you know, they would just have a great time. Obviously, we don't do that. We're, we have responsible adults there, um, making sure everything's okay. But there's a sense of, like, they want to be together, don't you? You guys just want to be together, like anything. If I said, guys, you want to do lunch today? You'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'll come, I'll come. You know, you don't really care. We're toast, yeah, fine, whatever. We just want to be together. And I think that's great. I think that's healthy. And I think that should be the same for all of us. We, we, wanna, we jump at the uh, opportunity to be together. And it's good when we start talking and sharing about our lives and even talking about God and the Bible and encouraging one another in our faith but it, mu- it can't just be that. It can't just be gathering to share, to talk. As a church family, we are the people of God. We've, we want to come and pray together, talk with, involve God in our conversation. And so at some point, we need to take our talking and sharing and turn it into prayer You know, I mentioned earlier those examples of the orchestra or the football, the hockey team. It's not just talking, it's then actually playing, it's putting that into practice. And so for us, that's what we are to do too. We can have a desire to we can even talk and we go, we really should pray about this. Let's talk about it, let's talk, talk, and we talk, 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 talk. And then we run out of time to pray, and then we're like, let's pray, we'll just do a quick prayer. But like, let's let's give ourselves to prayer. It says here the believers. Uh, We see in Acts, they not only shared together, they prayed. So in verse 24 of um, uh, Acts 4, it says, When they heard this, all that the disciples had shared, they then raised their voices together in prayer to God. So they brought their stories and experiences and the joys and needs before God in prayer. And I wonder, is that our default response like even when you're chatting with someone like maybe even after the service today you're having your tea or coffee with someone and someone shares some really good news from their week and you go great is our default response to just go great or is it to be like let's just stop a moment isn't that great that God like God provided for you there didn't he let's just thank God together Father God we just thank you for your provision in this circumstance amen it doesn't have to be long but like isn't that a good way to be wouldn't that be well, isn't that what we should be doing? Like saying, God, we, we're involving you in this and we're thanking you for these things. You know, it's the mark of a healthy church family, that a family that's in the habit of giving thanks to God together in prayer. And likewise, when we uh, gather and someone shares maybe a challenging situation, something really tough that's going on in their lives, what do we do? And I think as a church, we're very good uh, at this uh, from my own experience and, and with many of you in, in in that we're good at listening to one another, empathizing with one another and saying, can, how can I help you? How can I practically support you? I think uh, you know I've I've experienced this and I'm sure many of you have too and that's great. But do we also turn this these needs and what we're we're saying in terms of like giving advice and helping support Do we actually turn that to prayer? And I'm sure we'd say we do, but again, it's good to just step back and go, do we actually do that? Like, do we give that time, do we give good time to just praying together for it? That's why I like that example I shared about Mike Betts. It's like a real good split of like sharing, but then also a really good amount of time like let's really just dig into praying together. Let's pray for breakthrough in this area, you know, um, I've got friends and and people I know who don't know God or who have um, fallen away from God and I want them to know Jesus. But like, I need to ask myself and I need brothers and sisters to go, oh, how are they doing? How are you doing at praying for them? I'm like, oh, well, I I do try and pray for them, but am I really going for it? I need you to encourage me again. Yeah, I need to keep persevering in prayer. So together, you know, a healthy family shares, but then not only shares, then praise, and then the third thing is that what we see in these uh, verses 31 and 32, a family together, the family, and the church family in Acts we see is strengthened. So it says, after they had prayed, so after they'd spent time praying, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God boldly. All the believers were one in heart and mind. So the result of the church family praying together here was that the Holy Spirit came and filled them with a sense of great encouragement and strengthening. A healthy family knows the great need for prayer, knowing that it keeps them healthy as they fully rely upon God and expect to receive his strength for whatever it is that is lying ahead of them. And I wonder if you've experienced that sense of being strengthened as you've gone from perhaps a prayer meeting or a gathering with a church family. Prayer is hard, and one of the reasons I think it's hard is because it's the one thing that enemy definitely doesn't want us to do. He doesn't want us to pray. And so that's, I think that's one of the reasons it can be why we... When we say let's come, let's go to the prayer meeting. Often, even if you're going to it, you feel like I'm really tired. I could do with just staying at home. Not in the, you know, it's, it's a spiritual battle. We've looked at that in previous weeks, and we need to we need to pray. But the thing is, when the times I know where I've been like, oh, I'm too tired to come to the prayer meeting, or I feel like I'm oh, too tired to do community group. Often, those nights are the nights where, I, at the end, I'm like. Wow, I'm so glad I came. I feel so strengthened. I feel so encouraged. I feel so built up. And that is a good example of us winning the victory over this battle and going, no, I am going to pray. And then God says, yes, I will honor you in your prayer. I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to fill you with fresh hope, renewed courage and faith. And that's what happens as we gather together in prayer. And that's why we need to encourage one another and say, come on, brother. Come on, sister. Come and pray. It's going to do you good. It's going to do us good. And it's not only in the context of gathered prayer meetings where we gather as a whole church. This idea of praying together as a family, it can, it can happen in smaller twos and threes as well. That's equally uh, valid. And we need to think, ah, am I gathering in these groups for people to pray? And then do you see what it does as we pray together? It says in verse 32 that it, what it leads to is that the believers were then one in heart and mind. They were one in heart and mind after that. Um, some of us here, if you were here last Sunday, you might have heard us give a notice. Some of us are doing a challenge or attempting to do a challenge this month called the Conqueror Challenge to raise money for Bethany Children's Trust. And uh, we've signed up to a, an app or we're in the process of it. I'll help some of you afterwards. I know it's a bit complicated. Um, but uh, well the idea is you sign up, and we're then going out doing walking, running, cycling, and then it's adding a bit of distance to a map as a team, and we're getting further and further along the map, and we're going to try and go from, do Route 66 in America, which is massive, 2,000-plus miles. I don't know if we'll make it, but we'll try. But the, the idea um, of doing that uh, is at first we talk about it, and we go, oh, yeah, and I don't quite know. But as we start doing it, and a few have started joining... There's a sense of, oh, yeah, we're, we're, this is fun. And we're starting to go, oh, yeah, you've done a bit, I've done a bit. And we grow in excitement as we start doing it. And we grow in, like, the sense of one united purpose, united heart and mind. And so as we're doing it, we're like, yeah, we're one together. And we're excited about doing this together. And, that, and in the same way, as we pray together, there should be this sense of, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about praying. I don't know about this. But as you start doing it, you go, oh, yeah. No, it is good to pray. And I can see, and yeah, as I pray, I hear the heart of others in the church and what they are wanting to pray about. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna start praying about that too. I never thought about that. And we can um and, and God does something in us, he he causes us to be filled as the disciples were here and be one, all the believers were one in heart and mind, it says. And I find that really exciting. And what a what a wonderful thing. And it's it's good as well because it's for as we pray together, it's for anyone of any age. Just like this challenge we're doing, anyone can do this of any age, can join in this challenge and get involved. And the same with prayer. It's for all ages and all generations. Isn't it wonderful what we can learn and experience when we pray with people who are different from us, who are different from different cultures, backgrounds, classes, and uh, generations? We can learn so much um, And he talks in the book as well, and I would say it's true of me too. You think, how do I learn to pray? We can learn to pray by reading the Bible. We can learn to pray by reading books. But a really effective way of learning to pray is actually to pray. And to pray with other people who uh, have spent a lot of time praying. As we pray together, we learn from one another. And we learn about how we can do that. So... Do we, do you, do we want to be part of a healthy family? Do you want to be part of a healthy family? Yeah? Do you want to be part of a praying family? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Well, a praying family is a healthy family. So we meet, we fellowship, but we pray. Together a family, um, and I think if you part of the next, Slide or skip a couple of slides, Albert. Um, yeah, together a healthy family shares, together a healthy family prays. Together, a healthy family is strengthened. And then the next slide, just in simple terms, says Yeah, share, pray, be strengthened. So it's quite simple, really. I mean, I could have just come and said that and go, oh, there you go, that's it. But Sometimes it's good just to spend time, isn't it? It's to stop, think, remind ourselves of stuff we probably already know, but just go, actually, yeah. Am I, am I sharing my needs with one another, with my family? Am I praying? Are we experiencing that sense of being strengthened? Just imagine if we continue to really grow in this area. I, as a church family, we spent more and more time lifting our needs in prayer to God with a genuine expectation that he would comfort and guide us in a way that no one else or nothing else could. There's, there's no one else or nothing else in the world that can strengthen us and can help us apart from the almighty God. Is there? Like there are things in the world we look to and we go, oh, I can get some help here. But ultimately, God is the one who can fulfill all our needs. He... Uh, He can guide us and lead us through any situation. In the deepest valley, I think we sung along those lines, we raise our hands high because we know that God is the one who is our rock. I wonder just practically something to think about. Maybe you even want to write it down now as we go away from here this morning. What is one, just one small thing that you could do to pray with someone else this week in your church family? What's, this, what's one thing you could do? And this is, not for, this is for all of us to think about this question, every one of you. There might be things you do already, but just think, what, one thing, maybe one different thing. What could you do to pray with someone else this week, which may even then form the start of a regular habit? For example, it might be that you decide this week, I'm going to call or text just a small group of friends, um, maybe in a WhatsApp group or whatever, a group, to share my prayer needs with them, and then I'm going to pray together. So it might be tomorrow morning, you just say, oh, I've, got a, I've already got a group set up, I'm just going to share, will you help me today as I go to work, because I know what I'm walking into, and I would really like, I value your prayer. Wouldn't that be good if you could share that with someone? And perhaps even... Maybe at lunchtime, there's a few of you, and you're all like working, and you all have the same lunch break. You say, should we have a quick call? If you're using WhatsApp, you can just press a button. It just says, call everyone in the group. Then, If you've ever done that by accident, you're like, oh, calling 20 people. But you can do it, and if anyone picks up, you go, let's just quickly pray. Father God, we pray, da-da-da, amen. So that's a little example. Or maybe if you're in a family, you've got children at home with you, maybe it's, every morning you just, as you're having breakfast, you just want to say, let's each just thank God for something this morning, and then share our gratitude and offer it to him in prayer. There are other examples, but you think, just think, what is one thing this week I could do to pray with someone in my church family? I want to invite the uh, band up. We're going to sing together in a moment. We've got plenty of time this morning as well. So, um, Peter and John and the early church that we have read about, they shared and they prayed. The place where they met was shaken. They were filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. They were one in heart and mind. And this is my prayer for us, and I hope it's your prayer too. We're going to sing together. There's going to be opportunity to pray. Um, I want to encourage us now as well, as the band lead us Let's, let's lift our eyes to Jesus, but also, if any of you has, maybe God's put on your heart a scripture, something that's really helpful that you think, yeah, I'd love to read this for us to hear. Why don't you share that this morning? You can come and speak to myself. You can share it through the microphone. We'd love to hear that. Maybe God's encouraging you with a particular word, something. Maybe you want to pray for something this morning as we're all gathered together. Why don't you come and lead us in a prayer? Um, We've got time this morning, but what we'll do is we'll start by just lifting our eyes and thanking Jesus. And then after that, we'll have time for any contributions. Um, We've got till about 12, so we've got loads of time. But let's just stand. I'd love to just lead us in prayer. Father God, I thank you for... um, what we've just been reminded of in your word. I thank you, Jesus, that uh, you came to this earth, you, you died on that cross for our sins so that we could be forgiven and reconciled to you, God the Father. And we stand here today, again, thankful for that. And we've been reminded, Jesus, that you, you chose these disciples and you, str- you empowered them. You, you said the Spirit will come and and bring power and strength. And I thank you that that is for us today, that Holy Spirit, thank you, you are with us now. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you fill us. I thank you, Lord, that you empower us. I thank you, Lord, Holy Spirit, that you remind us of our identity in you, children of God, loved beyond all measure. And I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would strengthen us like we read in that story, that you would... Fill us again with boldness. Fill us again with a desire for you, Jesus. Jesus, we want to see you this morning. There's been a lot of words spoken, but ultimately, Lord, my prayer is that I and us all walk away from this meeting this morning going, Wow, God, you are amazing. We love you, Jesus. Jesus, where would we be without you? We so adore you, and we so thank you for all the times you've been with us through our lives, through the highs and through the lows. Some of us are in valleys right now, but you are with us, the shepherd Guide, guiding us through the darkest valleys. And you are with us in our joys, and we lift our joys to you, and we recognize you in them. And we say thank you, Jesus, for the blessings you pour out on us in our lives. We thank you, Jesus. Oh, come, come refresh us now. We want to sing to you now. We want to declare your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's praise him together.
1: I will exalt you, my God, my King. I will praise your name Forever singing of your faithfulness I will praise your name I will exalt you, my God, my King I will praise your name Forever singing of your faithfulness, I will praise your name. Every day I will praise you, lifting your name forever and evermore. Great are you, God, and most worthy of praise. Our generation cries you, our Lord.